So if you are not going forward, you are going backward. So because they did not want to go forward, the Lord sent them back. But even when the Lord sent them back, look at that. If you look at verse 45, Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 45. Then you return and wept before the Lord, but the Lord would not listen to your voice, nor give ear to you. Basically, it's like, oh, we will go. We are ready to go. We are ready to go. Let's go now. The Lord will not listen. Now, in verse 46, so you remained in Kadesh many days according to the days that you spent there. When the Lord already said what? Go back. But what did they do? They remained. They stayed there. They would not go back. Maybe the Lord would change his mind. Huh? They refused to go back. Then look at verse chapter 2. Deuteronomy chapter 2. Finally, they obeyed the Lord. Then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness of the way by the way of the Red Sea. Then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness of the way of the Red Sea. As the Lord spoke to me and we skirted Mount Zir for many days. So finally, after so many days of not wanting to do what God wanted them to do, to go back, they started going. And when they came to Manzir, what did they do? What did they do there? Verse 3. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 3. The Lord so spoke to me saying, You have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northward. They were going around and around and around the mountain. Again, it's like, can we settle here? Can we settle here? Can we just stay here? They did not want to progress. Even in obedience, going backward, they stayed there. They were going around and around. And uh, verse 4 says, And commanded the people, saying, You are about to pass through the territory of your brethren, the descendants of Esau, who live in Zir, and they will be afraid of you. Therefore, watch for yourselves carefully. Now listen to this verse 5. Do not meddle with them, for I will not give you any of their land. No, not so much as one foot. Because I have given Manzir to Esau as a possession. You shall buy fruit from them with money that you may eat. And you shall also buy water from them with your money that you may drink. Meaning, when you get there, don't look at their land. And say, oh, this place looks good. Let's take this place. No, don't touch their land. It's already for them. I gave it to them. So keep moving. Keep moving. Keep going. Then you look at that in verse, verses 8 and 9. And when we pass beyond our brethren, these are all what? A recant. Huh? Reminder of what already happened. So when Apostle Paul will say, forgetting the things which are behind, not saying don't remember anything. He's just saying that don't focus on the past, that you lose sight of what lies ahead. See, this is the Lord reminding them of what happened. And again, it is, like say, it is much easier. I'm trying to show us that it's much easier to just say to you, to just get comfortable and not go forward in the Lord. Much easier to settle in the Lord and not go forward in the Lord. Please go forward in the Lord. It takes strength and courage to go forward in the Lord. It doesn't take too much of anything to settle. But to go forward, it takes strength. It takes courage. It takes courage to obey the Lord. So let's look at verse 8 again. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 8. And when we pass beyond our brethren, the descendants of Esau, who dwell in Zir, away from the road of the plain, away from Elath and Ezion Gerber, we turn and pass by way of the wilderness of Moab. 
Then the Lord said to me, Do not harass Moab, nor contend with them in battle, for I will not give you any of their land as a possession, because I have given her to the descendants of Lot as a possession. So when they got to another place, the Lord said, Don't touch them. This is not for you. Why? All this time, what was in their head is, Oh, this place is good. Maybe we can settle here. Maybe we can take this place. Is this the place? No, no, no. That's not your place. Keep going. That's not your place. Keep going. Amen. Now, that's not the end of it. Look at verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 19. And when you come near the people of Ammon, do not harass them or meddle with them, for I will not give you any of the land of the people of Ammon as a possession, because I have given, I've given it to the descendants of Lord as a possession. Amen. So, don't touch these people. Don't disturb them. That is not your land. That is not yours. That's not your inheritance. That is not your place. Keep going. You have not reached your own place. Amen. If it's not your place, don't settle there. If it's not your place, don't fight it. If it's not your battle, don't get into it. Amen. The Lord doesn't want us to forget where we are coming from, but he doesn't want the past. But because he doesn't want the past to distract us, but he doesn't want the past to distract us from what lies ahead. Let me say that again. The Lord doesn't want us to forget where we're coming from, but he doesn't want the past to distract us from what lies ahead. Amen. Be strong and courageous, says the Lord. It takes strength and courage to continue going forward. Looking at our Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. Know that I have already attained an or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. How many times do you see praise? From verse, verse 12, verses 12 to 14. Two times. It says what? I press on. I press on. Verse 14 says, I press forward. What does press suggest? Press suggests what? Strength, effort. Not something easy to do. I press. I press. If you're going to go forward, you've got to have to press. Hmm? Got to have to look for it. Got to do something about it. You cannot just sit and think and think that things will just come together. If we don't do nothing, it's not as nothing happens. It's that bad things happen. Did you hear that? If we, don't, if we don't do nothing, it's not that nothing happens. Bad things happen. If we want good things to happen, happen we have to do good things. We have to do some particular things for good things to come around. If you do nothing, bad things happen. I press on. I press forward. Be strong and courageous because, because you've got to have to press to go forward, you've got to have to press to go on. Verse 13 again says, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Don't dwell or focus on the past. Set your eyes on those things which are ahead. Again, we know very well the things which are behind. Hindsight is perfect vision. But the things which are ahead, we can see quite clearly. How can we see clearly the things which are ahead? How can I know what's the next thing to do? What's the next thing for me to do? What's the next project? Should I go to school? Should I get a job? 
Should I look for another job? What's the next thing? We are by Jordan. What's the next step? What's the next thing for us to do? Should I get another job? Should I start a business? What's the next thing? Should I find a relationship? Get engaged and marry? Should I buy a house? Should I move to another city? What's the next thing? What should I do? You're going to need strength to be able to go forward. And you're going to need direction to go the right way. If not, you're going to get lost. How do we know? How do we see the next step? We know what is past. How do we reach forward under those things which lie ahead? Look at that scripture again. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind, I know the things which are behind. I know those places. Yes, I know where I passed through. I know the mistakes I made. I know the success I had. I know the things that happened. I know those bad decisions. I know those good decisions. I know those things that have been true. I know the troubles have been true. I know the good times that have been true. Yes, I can see the past very clearly. But the forward I cannot see very clearly. I do I see the, the next thing. How do I go forward? Apostle Paul says, One thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which lie ahead. How do you reach forward to the things which lie ahead? Except you can see them. Except you have them in view. Should I go to school? Should I get a job? Should I start a business? Should I find a relationship, get engaged and get married? Should I buy a house? Should I move to another city? What's the next thing for me, Lord? I do not know what's the next thing for me, Lord. I don't know, Lord. Show me the next thing. How do I find out what the next thing is? Now, don't forget this. For you to go forward, you've got to go upward. Amen. For you to go forward, go upward first. So go upward to go forward. At a higher elevation, at a higher elevation, you have a better vision for a clearer view. At a higher elevation, uh, all those uh, skyscrapers, even the bungalows are no longer there. The bungalows are not there. The skyscrapers are not there. The tall trees are not there. You can see beyond them. You can see right there down the road. Amen. So go upward with God. Reach up to God in prayer. Call up to God in prayer. Reach upward. Then you can go forward. Connect with God. To connect with men. Have favor with God. You have favor with men. A heavenly favor we translate to an earthly favor. Once Jacob found favor with God, who is Esau? Who was Esau? Who was coming with 400 men to deal with him for something that happened 20 years before? Once Jacob cried out to God, once Jacob wrestled with God, God wrestled with him, once he settled his case with God, his case with Esau, God settled him. Amen. He had a case with God. God had a case against him. Have a controversy with you, Jacob. You know, it's possible for the Lord to bless you and bless you and bless you. And he still has something about you. Something that he doesn't like. That is blessing you, you know. And you are like, wow, the Lord is happy with me. No, he's not completely happy with you. He loves you. Amen. We can relate with that if we are parents. Amen. You're, you're still feeding you're still doing everything that you need to do with your children. You're still doing every care, giving every care, loving them and all of that. 
but you're not happy what that person is doing, with what that son or daughter of yours is doing. You're not happy. God many times is not happy with his people, but he's still blessing them. He's still blessing them. 